Hey there, I'm Jesse, and you're listening to the Deep Lore Boys Podcast, where me, Matthew, and Jackson delve into the random, rare, and often ridiculous pieces of human history. Somebody parachuted onto the top of it and got stuck. It's just, it's just stuff, stuff piled up. The whole city is built out of stuff. This man's talking about how he steals stuff from the government, and that's how they get their stuff. I don't think the words Jake Gyllenhaal asbestos mummy has ever been said before. Howdy, folks. Just wanted to say before we kick off the episode here, uh, very recently on the channel, we have pretty much doubled the number of subscribers we have. Uh, We went from about 15 to a whopping 36. You know, we're really starting to pop off here. But in all seriousness, all 36 of you guys out there, uh, we've got a lot of regular listeners. Our videos are averaging pretty great views and uh, we, we get a lot of likes on all of them. So we really appreciate the support. We've gotten a a comment recently on a couple of our episodes where somebody appears to be watching or listening to our podcast every single day. I don't, I don't know quite whether to be concerned for, you know, their mental health or, you know, throw them a big thumbs up and say we've got our first super fan, but, uh, Either way, we appreciate all the support and uh, hope that you guys stick around for the long run because it will only get deeper into the lore from here. Yeah, we've we've made a Twitter over just like this past week and uh, we'll just use that to provide updates for everything. You know, mm-hmm. Twitter is a god-awful platform, but we use it because we can. And uh, right. yeah, it's a, another way for us to contact you guys and for you to contact us. So go ahead over there and check that out. And feel free to drop any deep lore that you would like us to go over over there. If you've got some obscure piece of history or a wacky cryptid that you know of that we don't, that you want us to go over, send us a tweet or leave a comment on YouTube. And uh, we will definitely, we'd be more than happy to go over some listener-requested topics. Asbestos is a naturally occurring mineral. It's very fibrous in its nature. It likes to flake off and get into these like little like wiry strands. It's fireproof, so it was very common in building materials. The problem is that it actually would get stuck in your lungs and cause lung issues. So it became a very big issue in like the 70s. Now they have like asbestos removal teams and stuff like that. It's in a lot of buildings, right? It it was used in a lot of structures. Uh, Yeah, it's typically a lot of old buildings now. So anything built before the 80s, so like the apartment that I'm in right now, Put out asbestos in it, right? So, as far as the uh, the health problems go, if you look at asbestos under a microscope, it makes these really long, thin little crystals, uh, and basically those crystals just stab into your cells, Aye. and so it literally just kills you when you breathe it in because it gets wow. So you breathe it in and it just kind of like mutates in there you. and stabs you from the yeah, inside. It just stabs you, and then because your cells broke, it causes cancer. And we didn't really know that this caused cancer until we were we were I'm cool guessing with this like a, until like yeah the we, 70s. we were chill and then in the eighties and like it was like the mid seventies I think. Imagine being in the lab that found that out and just being like, uh, uh guys, guys, we got a problem. The walls are made of asbestos. The, the ceilings, the ceilings made of are made. Everything's of, uh, made of asbestos. <laughs> guys, our houses are literally killing us. Monster yeah. house, but real. <laughs> Monster house, real, not fake. So, on God, several countries still produce it. <laughs> Yeah, Russia. Russia in the lead, man. Good, hey. to see good to see Russia doing another greatly beneficial thing for society. Mm-hmm. Mm. A rare sight nowadays. 
well on. <laughs> That's a hot Russia, take. <laughs> Russia That's... coming in clutch with their, their production of toxic materials. There's six different types of it. Blue is dude. bestest. White is bestest. Oh my gosh, dude. Um, it's like all the dragons in D&D. Yeah, so I was going to say. I actually, blue is bestest is from Australia, and it's called Chrysidolite. And when what? I first read it, I thought it was called Crocodolite, and I was like, oh my god, it's like <laughs> The Steve, reference? Dude. It's literally just like Steve Irwin rock. The Steve Irwin and then rock. I was like, no, it's Chrysidolite, apparently. Chrysidolite. Oh, um, man. It's the least fireproof and the most dangerous. I think it kills more oh. people than any other type. So it's basically what? just like bad rock. It's like the opposite right. of Irwin. We should definitely use blue asbestos the most simply because it's blue and blue is a cool color. Yeah, but it's not fireproof. We don't, well, we don't maybe, want that. Okay, I don't maybe be... it's like well, cold it's still, proof. It's still fireproof. Like oh, maybe you're right. Yeah. yeah, maybe it's proof. Maybe it's just like it's blue. What is blue is lightning? Maybe it's lightning proof. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> One of those. Let's just um, discuss the fact that because it was fireproof, they never made asbestos cigarettes. And let's just let's just be, be thankful, thankful for that. that. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Wait. How fireproof is it? Like I, I think what are the very, limits we can push? Well, I okay, think it's so very fireproof. So the word asbestos uh, first popped up in the 1600s, and it was derived from an ancient Greek word that means inextinguishable. People would use it way back in the day for candle wicks, like the little string in a candle, and it would never burn up because it wasn't extinguishable. So can we make like full fireproof armor out of asbestos, but just at the cost of your lungs? I mean, I guess you could make like asbestos robots. That'd be sweet. You could fire you imagine asbestos robots. Wait a second. There's How some... stable is it though? It's not. It's not like a metal, is it? It's no. more like no. A... It's it's like a flaky fiber yeah. type thing. It's not very stable at all. So I guess the thing with this is not really the fact that it's fireproof as much as that it's just like fibrous and that like they can weave it into stuff. It was more yeah build with other types. That's of more rock. the that's yeah that's more the annoying thing about it. In the September yeah. 11th attacks, apart from the initial deaths. More than 1,000 tons of asbestos are thought to have been released into the air following the building's destruction and is thought to be linked to the the, uh, unusually high amount of death in emergency service workers since the disaster. Um, But it's thought that, you know, a lot of that cancer is still developing now. So those who have died would only be the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, so so this is just not a good rock. Asbestos is just... It's it's actually... It's labeled as the most, most people agree that it is the most hated molecule. Yeah, I hate it. I mean, yeah, I can't really think of a molecule that I dislike more, I guess. You say that like it's just a, like, that's a conversation starter. Like, you walk up to a, a girl at a party and you're like, hey, so, yeah, you come here often? Your, ah, yeah. cool, yeah, me too. What's your favorite molecule? What's your, what's your least favorite molecule? Asbestos? Yeah, me too. Like, yeah. Hey, if she doesn't say asbestos, she's not the one for you. No, that's right. You yeah. Remember that, yeah. When I was doing state hazmat training, I think it was like class eight or whatever was poisons. And um, asbestos was labeled in that, but it just said blue asbestos. Like, I guess the other five are like, just not like they just don't care. But that they're like, yes, they're that, like, oh, that no. rock sucks. No, more that rock stuff. is awful. <laughs> Imagine, man, what like, do you do rocks... as a rock being hated so bad? Like, man, I'm not even fireproof and I just poison people. Everybody hates me. I was uh, literally just thinking that. It's just like the rock is just bad. There's got to be a purpose for it somewhere around here. Basically. Wait a second here. In 1899, this man's noted asbestos was not healthy. 
1899, okay? And then the first documented death related to asbestos was in 1906. People were looking into it in like 1902. It was added to the list in Britain of harmful industrial substances. Like in France and Italy, like people knew darn well that this was not a very healthy material. Honestly, though, there's no excuse even for that because I'm seeing back during the day of Pliny the Elder, which he was a, a Roman uh, author, was naturalist, back, yeah. and, and uh, philosopher. Yeah, uh, his nephew Pliny the Younger is popularly credited with being one of the first guys to recognize, like, hey, this is some nasty stuff. This is probably poisonous to humans. Hmm. I, I guess he didn't really offer much support for the claim, but I'm guessing, you know, Dude, he, he, he was it, on the right track. He knew. He knew it was up. This is this is what I'm saying. Every time we find like a miracle element that's really nice and super useful, give it like 50 years and everybody's dead. Like <laughs> right. It's the imposter. You know, for those of you out there who aren't familiar with the Georgia Guidestones, go check out episode 10 of the podcast. I think we talked about it there, but yeah, episode uh, 10. basically big rocks with rules for humanity should nuclear nuclear war wipe us out. It's got, like, rules on it so we can construct society again. Uh, asbestos should definitely be mentioned on there. I think yeah, this is should, too big of a thing to avoid. Ban like, asbestos. Yeah. You know, be at peace with one another. Uh, keep humanity in balance with nature. Uh, screw asbestos. You know, screw asbestos. All my homies hate asbestos. So uh, basically, imagine imagine this right here. Imagine you're you're living in L.A. and you decide, um, no, L.A. is um like that. Basically, some people decided, nah, nah, we ain't doing that. So they went like three hours to the east into the middle of the desert, uh, and just kind of decided that this was this was where they lived. Now this is Slab City, and they just built a city out of stuff. It's almost like the rat city and flushed away, only it is bigger. Quite literally. It feels like something you'd find in like Fallout. Right. It sort of looks like that place from um Terminator Judgment Day where they go board <laughs> uh, up all the weapons. <laughs> kind of. It kind yeah. of looks like that. Only it's like super colorful and like mixed with like Fallout, but then everything's like painted like rainbow colors. It's like it's ima- like there's a giant peace sign here on the ground made yeah, out of shoes. Just piled it's really up. shoes. Shoes. Darn. Just yeah. It's really artsy. Yeah, the front gate of the place looks very really interesting. Odd. It's made out of like propped up fences surfboards bicycle wheels like there's an actual bicycle built into the wall like the the front yeah it's unfair to call it a wall it's not like keeping anything out but it's just it's, the main it's like gate a, a that you go through it looks thing. like yeah a little, yeah like there's fence. just all sorts of stuff that they've just put in here like That's they just build cool, stuff though. out of things it's a cool place and you can see there's a giant mountain called salvation mountain that's just like a mound made of they just painted over it and it just says like god is love it's just tons of like verses and stuff all painted onto this mound with a cross on top stuff like that that's just really cool to me it's a very religious place very very heavily focused on christianity it's just really interesting where they get most this metal from i don't know although they just steal it (laughs) there is some old footage of this man's talking about how he steals stuff from the government and that's how they get their stuff. Okay. Uh, nice. Very Christian. So I don't know what is going on with Slab City. 
I don't know how they got stuff. I just think it's kind of weird. It is really cool. They've got some interesting stuff there. They've got a bottle wall. It looks like it, yeah, a they wall got just constructed out of glass bottles. bottles. And the Wikipedia article does not show everything about this place. If you No, I'm sure it doesn't. There, there's just little pictures here and there. But If you go onto Google Maps, this is where I found a lot of the stuff. And you just look at the images. If you just click on Slab City, click on the images, and just start scrolling. It goes. So, yeah, this is it's a very heavy Wikipedia. Like metal. It's the, just, it's like... just stuff. It's just, it's just stuff, stuff piled up. The whole city is built out of stuff. It but is random stuff. Not asbestos. Not asbestos. Dang right. There better not be any asbestos there. That stuff's the devil. Yeah. This is a Christian establishment. Like this, there's like this wooden shack here that's just lined. The walls are just completely made of books. It's just bookshelves line the entire place. Just tons of different books. Like that's so cool. Like it's weird. It's definitely odd. There's the oh, there's the plane. Yeah, they just have a plane that's there. Um, this giant thing. It's like an old car that they built a bunch of wood on and built like a fort around it. Are those bullet shells? Probably. Okay, <laughs> hold on. It's, a, it's an old Honda from like probably the 90s covered, completely covered in like hundreds of different types of bullet shells. What does that symbolize? I don't know. So this is what L.A. does to somebody. I guess uh, this is like, is this, this is, kind of the Arkham Asylum of L.A.? No, nah, so uh, I assume everybody came from L.A., but it's actually very possible they didn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> they, they could yeah, be aliens. They could just be aliens. I don't know. But uh, basically, so they built a marine training base in the area. Yeah, and it was Dunlap. used for three years during the war, but I guess... Yeah. Uh, by 1949, they had kind of all filtered out and left it. And so they dismantled the base, like the, the training base, but they left the slabs. So by 1956, all the buildings were gone, but the slabs were there. So like the foundations, I assume, were still hanging around, which is how I got the name Slab City, because then people went and built on it, it looks like. So the Salvation Mountain is the um, the big thing. There's a whole separate Wikipedia article on that. For those listening in, imagine a big old, it's not a mountain, it's not like a Mount Everest mountain, it's, it's a big old hill, but imagine it's made entirely of clay, and it's like the largest Play-Doh creation you've ever seen. There is a massive cross coming out the top, and then what looks to be these big goofy looking letters that say, God is love. Uh, there's Bible verses and flowers sprawled across it. There's an American flag. Basically, imagine a mesa painted like a cake, like it was decorated <laughs> like a cake. Yeah. Yes, and people just yeah. put the words like "God is love" on it and other like verses and stuff all around it. The guy who made it, his name is Leonard Knight. And, what a um, name! That's a power, and it's spelled K N I G T. Yeah, not Knight all the way through. But he spent thirty years building that mountain. It says Knight worked on the mountain all day, every day. He even slept on the mountain in his own little base in the back of a pickup truck with no electricity or running water. So he was like a disciple of this mountain, really. He he went all out. Can you imagine building a mountain like this for 30 years in the middle of the desert? Just for that, for the dedication of 30 years and for how well it turned out, I would honestly encourage anybody listening, like, go give Salvation Mountain a Google. It's... It's Good, really yeah, cool looking. Whether or not you are a fan of Slab City or, or what they stand for, it is just a cool looking creation. And I can it respect really the hard is, work yeah. going into it. 
I mean, I've never seen anything that just again I'll say it just looks so much like a cake. Like it yeah, just it's like, like a, a gigantic... yeah, it's 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 very hard to describe. A lot going on. It, it's kind of like if r slash place was made by one guy over yeah! thirty years on a hill. Yeah, yeah, kind of <laughs> yeah. like that. Kind of like that. There's a lot going on, but in the best way possible is how I'd put it. I kind of like to think that like there's all this stuff around, but I think like Salvation Mountain is really like the main thing here. Salvation Mountain seems to be like the heart and soul of the place. Yeah, it seems to be the most famous attraction. It's got very, very heavy hippie vibes to it. But, you know, as a pastor's kid, when I see a giant mountain that says God is love with a big cross on it, you know, I got to. I, I gotta give it a thumbs I kinda, up. I yeah. mean, that's pretty cool. It's a cool it looking stamp. There's a lot of work put into but, it. Yeah. No, but, I uh, really like this place. I'm not gonna lie. I'm trying to figure out what like everyday life is like here. People just kind of chill out and do what they want. It's very much just kind of like a we do as we do, whatever. And it's a big tourist attraction for people. Okay, I want to point out though that in July the record high has been 122 degrees Fahrenheit. Jeez, and, like, in Slab it, City. Yeah, in Slab City, and I mean, even January, the lowest it ever gets for the record high is like 89 degrees. If you're going to go here, for anyone listening, I would strongly recommend the um the fall, the winter, or the early spring. Right. I mean, if you like like 107 degrees. Yeah, I mean, if that's yeah. your thing, you know, I go for it, but... So I was curious to see what kind of people live here. I can I can kind of guess. I'm seeing here some magazine articles published in October of 2018. They refer to Slab City as a squatter's paradise. Since the 1950s, Slab City has drawn a variety of people such as anarchists, artists, eccentrics, outcasts, retirees, and the impoverished. But uh, the Washington Post reported that in 2020, the population was... Pretty seasonal. It balloons up to, I'm seeing 4,000 during the winter, which makes sense because then it's, it's not nearly as hot. And it dwindles to as low as 150 in the summer. So literally, hmm. uh, like upwards of 4,000 people just come in during the winter and then leave during the summer. They, which, hey, I, I respect. I don't want to hey, live you know. in, you know, 140 degrees either. A journalist who stayed in the camp for a week estimated that winter residents at the time were mostly senior citizens of 60 years old. So I reckon there's people that live in either L.A. or San Diego in their 60s who maybe were around when this place was, you know, constructed because that that would kind of match the timeline. Um, yeah, maybe they just like come back every now and then to check up on the place like a vacation almost. I like to think that it's just old people that are like done with their life and done like being all formal and they're just like nah you know what and yeah for the winter they just go on by chill at slab city for the winter and then when it gets hot they're like man this sucks and they go home one of the coolest things here i'm reading is they have this open air nightclub called the range it is yeah, complete with stage lights amplifiers and speakers with tattered couches and old chairs for seating and it says that every saturday night at around dusk locals and visitors will get together and basically just like do karaoke and people will get up on stage to perform and sing or play guitar, do whatever they want. And that just sounds epic. Like imagine going out into a field with everybody. There's like string lights hanging around as I imagine a bunch of tattered old like couches and chairs that are just out there. Old Ricky's up there playing his banjo, singing his heart out. Yeah. That's just definitely kind of just the life. That's this place just sounds like the type of place that people are meant to live in. That's just kind of what people are meant to do. 
I fully believe that one of the largest problems with modern society is that people don't sit around a campfire and sing music and show. Nobody does that. Amen. No, nobody, we all just get in our metal boxes. We get in cars and go from point A to point B. We just, we live in a box. We get to box to get to other boxes and just do that. We never sit back and talk with each other and just like sit around the campfire and sing, sing the campfire songs, dude. Honestly, that is what like my, my soul's favorite place to be. Like yeah. I, I really look forward. Like my family's always just gone camping and we don't go out like into the middle of the absolute wilderness and pitch a tent and fight off bears we you know only go to like a, a state park or something so i guess we're we're still part of society yeah you're still but uh society you know? yeah but sitting around a campfire like late in the night just enjoying the company of other human beings and just refilling the soul in that way there's there's really something to be said so slab city what a place yeah, I'm, oh, hey. I'm putting this well, on my bucket the list. The more you know. All right, so crystal meth is fairly common and accounts for most <laughs> of the crime in Slab City. That's a listen, shocker. listen, listen. I I saw the crime section of the Wikipedia. <laughs> no, I, I'm not going there. I'm ignoring hey, no, that. I'm blocking no. it out of my mind. What drugs? No, not in not in Slab City. Hey, and this yeah, this place doesn't look like the type of place you'd find any drugs at all. Admittedly, there there is a section on crime in the Wikipedia, but it's not much. You know, crystal meth is, as Wikipedia says, fairly common and accounts for much of the crime in Slab City. Beyond that, there's not a lot of violence there. Yeah, it's really chill. Uh, there's, you know, some camping boundary disputes, sometimes burglary. And I'm seeing in December of 2019, there were a couple fugitives that like hid in Slab City, but they yeah, were apprehended it, and it wasn't probably like... a pretty decent place to hide out. Yeah. But at the same time, like, evidently they still got caught. So, like... Right, yeah. Again, I, I mentioned it earlier in our talk about Slab City, but I'll say it again. I uh, would highly recommend, if you get a free minute, go and just Google uh, Slab City or even look around on Google Images because it's there's a lot of really genuinely cool stuff there. And if nothing else, it's just... It, it's interesting. It's colorful. It's cool. It's Yeah, it's worth checking out. So back in the day in Persia, people thought that asbestos was the fur of a salamander. People in Persia used to have like cloth and stuff made with it. And so they would clean like their rugs or clothes or blankets or whatever it was with fire because it was fireproof. It was typically a party trick for the wealthy. They would like be yeah. like, oh, look, this napkin's dirty. Well, now we set it on fire and now it's no longer dirty. Yeah. And actually, I guess it would have worked because it would have the fire would have killed the germs on it. It's just, yeah. you really want to be wiping that near your mouth. Yeah, I don't know. And um, the new Prince of Persia film, if they ever make one. I, I should really write this to the, the directors. Yeah, you but gotta the hit villain, them up. The villain sets the palace on fire, and then Jake Gyllenhaal's character needs to go in to get something out of it, and he has to wrap himself up in all the napkins like a mummy, and he just like <laughs> yes. runs in there like zombie <laughs> Just charging. I think. I don't think the words Jake Gyllenhaal asbestos mummy has ever been said before. Like, but it oh, would be you're cool. probably right. Man, we're, one day when that happens, we'll be famous. So I was just reminded of something else. Um, yes. This is totally a different thing from Slab City. But um, do you guys know the place Devil's Tower in Wyoming? Yeah. So back I'm in, vaguely I believe, familiar. the... 50s somebody parachuted onto the top of it and got stuck he just went up to the top 
Yeah, so they, they took him like several days to like figure out how to get down from that. In fact, yeah. I don't even know how he did get down from that. Didn't he have a parachute? Couldn't he just well, jump yeah, but down you can't like yeet off of the mountain. Like if you look at it, it's it's pretty steep, but it's sloped enough that you would hit the side of it before you hit the bottom. For people that might not be familiar with Devil's Tower, it's uh I it's not an actual tower. It's not like the the Eye of Sauron in Wyoming or anything. You don't got to don't got to worry about that, but it is a really, really big, odd-looking mountain. It looks like, uh, what do you call it, the stem of a pumpkin, like the, the nub. Yeah, kind of. It kinda. just shoots straight up out of the earth. It's, it's kind of like there. it's a big plateau just sitting up yeah. there. What it actually is, is it's the it's the old core of a volcano that was just harder than the surrounding rock that the volcano was made out of. So it's all just like the solidified lava. And then the rest of the volcano just eroded down and just left this massive spike. It, it really does just look like a big pumpkin stem, but it's completely yeah. flat on the top. So I guess, yeah, if you parachute up there and land on top, I don't see how you're getting down because it's really steep. You can't like jump off of it. It was in the 1940s. So it was 1941 during World War II. A parachutist named George Hopkins was stuck on top of the tower. I don't know how you get down from that. Like, I literally can't. How did he, he, did he ever escape? Days. Is he still there? Uh, he, from what I'm hearing, I think he got down. <laughs> yeah, so he was... I, I hope so. Yeah, so he, he, was, he was rescued. I don't think he really thought the whole thing through. No, it says on Wikipedia that it was a publicity stunt resulting from a bet. So I uh. guess this... It, it wasn't an idea that was founded on solid logic. Yeah, but it was, it was kinda, on honor. At you least, know you know, he he bet. went through with it with this bet that he supposedly lost, I guess. Or maybe it was like, I bet you won't do that. And he said, hold my beer. But like this guy parachutes down from the top of an airplane. And at what point does he realize he's like, how do I get down? Like, did he not realize this before he jumped? He was probably thinking, like, I mean, I have a parachute. If I can get down <laughs> right, from a like, plane, I, I can just... get down from a tower. So, but then again... Like, okay, so yeah, he had, he had an 1,000-foot rope okay. that he intended to use. What did he tie the rope to? What I'm seeing here is that when he parachuted there, he was supposed to have in a box uh, an 1,000-foot rope a sledgehammer and a car axle to be driven into the rock. I don't know why a car axle specifically, but that was, I guess, supposed to be dropped to him from the plane, maybe in a parachute of its own. But that box slid over the edge. Okay, so maybe he had that with him. The, the article isn't really clear, but either way, he had the equipment to climb down and it fell off the edge of the mountain. So he was just <laughs> oh, kind of stranded So he there. knew what he was going to do, but then it didn't right, work. Right, yeah, he, he had a plan. There was just an unforeseen catastrophe. That's kind so of then, awkward. Then the weather went all wonky, I'm seeing, kind of deteriorated. Uh, a second attempt was made to drop the equipment, so I guess they were dropping it from a plane. But Hopkins deemed it unusable after the rope became snarled and frozen due to rain and wind. Oh, gosh. Yeah. That's awful. That means he was up on top of this thing in miserable weather. Like, he must have yeah. been not I just want to know, how did he time. survive six days up there? It's like, did he just, like, drink the rain Was water? he up there six days? Oh, dang, says, he, yeah, was. he was. He was up there for six days. So, apparently, at some point in time, the uh, Goodyear Blimp Company um, offered to, to help him down. <laughs> uh, I think they... Uh, Apparently did not last. I guess that like it's only Can you imagine if they took a blimp to the top of Devil's Tower? <laughs> right, and just picked them up. Wait, That'd be the epic. The Navy offered the use of a helicopter. Wait, why didn't you just use that? Wait, wait hold on. We we aren't even at the end of the story yet. They might have done that. I don't know. I don't, we don't know how he got down. 
He was up there for six days before a mountain rescue team led by Jack Durrance, who had successfully climbed the tower before, finally got to him. Jack Durrance sounds like an action hero. That's some yeah, like guy, Johnny he has Thunder, his own, Indiana Jones. He seems like a real one. He has his own Wikipedia article. It's not massive, but... No, but he, he, yeah, he made his mark. Yeah, yeah no, he, he just climbed rocks and mountains and stuff. He did that. Good old Devil's Bane Jack here took his team up the mountain. They literally climbed up, got him, and they brought him back down. It says that George's entrapment and subsequent rescue were widely covered by the media of the time. So this was a big deal. And I mean, rightly so. I mean, I'd jump on Twitter and check in the morning to see if that guy that got stranded on Devil's Tower is still up there. So wait, why didn't they use the helicopter? Yeah, that's did what Jack I'm thinking. Beat the like, helicopter? Did Jack they, like, just beat out the helicopter it? to get up there? Wait, wait, dude, the... No, this was 1941. The like whole thing going on with this guy stuck on top of the tower isn't even mentioned in Jack Durrance's Wikipedia article. What? He just apparently in 39 he saved the life of a guy named Chap Cranmer. I'm willing to bet that Chap was not the only man that was saved. Jack sounds like he was a wild soul with a thousand stories to tell. This was one of his great achievements. I can't believe they didn't cover that. I mean, this got like nationwide attention. The the Navy stepped the out. Navy and was like, tried Bro, to offer could, a helicopter that was basically at the time like new experimental technology. And Jack beat it out. Well, I'm betting it wasn't experimental. Like like, like imagine you know you you went out somewhere and uh, your your date ditched you or something. You you didn't have a ride and. Elon Musk contacts you and is like, hey, we could send a cyber truck over there. You're not going to be like, nah, that's kind of experimental technology. I'm not really. I'm not the really thing is, though, that. is a cyber truck is still kind of a variant of car. That's a helicopter that's fair, that's is fair. really its that's, own thing. I feel like it's, it's like, like imagine saying. if somebody says, hey, we're going to send a literal spaceship. We're going to send like an <laughs> X-Wing over to you. And you're like, what? <laughs> Like, You're telling me you wouldn't want to get picked off a of Devil's Tower by an X-wing, though. I mean, that. Oh, sweet. I would. I would, but that'd be that'd be cool. Yeah. Well, I'm glad they got Hopkins off the tower because that yeah, that's kind of no, rough. Would. I'm seeing uh, in other news concerning Devil's Tower today. It looks like there are hundreds of climbers each year that uh, go up Devil's Tower. They they make the climb. The tower is also it's sacred to several plains tribes. Because of this, many Native American leaders objected to the climbers ascending the monument, considering this to be a desecration. Uh, but they argued that they had a right to climb the tower since it's on federal land. A compromise was reached where, yeah, in the month of June, there's a ban on climbing the towers. They are asked, but not required, apparently, to stay off the tower in June. It's a, it's a pretty important place for a lot of the local tribes, and so they use ceremonies and stuff around it. So, yeah, so they use it during the month of June. And approximately 85% of climbers do honor the ban, but uh, there are still some stragglers out there who. Some people go just kind of like, eh, and just go up anyway. Yeah. That's, that's kind of cringe, though, honestly. Yeah, that's like, kind of cringe. Don't be in what that. Are you, 15%. What are you doing? Like, dude, they, they got, you got all year. They got June, man. Like, give right. it to them. Give them their month. I'm not going to lie. Uh, you know, we, we've delved into a lot of deep lore about a lot of strange things, but rocks. I wasn't expecting to get as much out of them as we did, but uh, there's there's some cool rocks in the world. And you know what? This is probably only the tip of the iceberg. Rock. Hey, take a look at this picture of a dog on a rock I found when I googled <laughs> cool rocks. Whoa. That's a cool dog on a cool rock. That's a rock. cool dog. If you can edit that onto the outro, uh, just slap that in shot cut and put it on there. They get to see it. All right, folks. Leave a like and subscribe or Jack Churchill will shoot you in the throat with an arrow. <laughs> <laughs> take care, everybody. 
I'm gonna go post that one on Twitter.com.